0: You're listening to the Art of Move podcast hosted by Dr. William Raybar and Anthony Manuel, where we attempt to create a grand unified theory of human movement, biomechanics, and training. If you enjoy these episodes, you can watch them streamed live on nofilter.net, where you can interact directly and have all your questions answered in real time. Five, four, three two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Art of Move podcast with myself, Anthony Manuel, my good friend, Dr. William Raybar. We are still out here in the Canadian Rockies trying to find the grand unified theory behind human movement, biomechanics, functional fitness, and just living in the human body and the human experience in general. Will's got a cool new setup going on. We're now live in 4K, which is pretty sweet. We got some sweet mics. We got some sweet cameras. We got our Audio-Technica matching headsets. So we are high tech today, and we're going to be talking about some liver king stuff. We're going to be talking about the state of affairs in the functional fitness community. Who's getting attention? Who's not getting attention? Who should be getting attention? And what the popular narrative along the mainstream and within the fringe is kind of going on. And what we kind of wanted to start with was a live stream that Naudi Aguilar, the founder of Functional Patterns, uh, put out, I think just this morning, addressing and calling out Uh, the liver king, who was recently sort of called out and had a leaked email describing his steroid cycle. Uh, He's been claiming natural for a long time on every podcast that he's been on. He's doubled down, tripled down, quadrupled down on his natural status, uh, insisting that he's never taken steroids, never touched the stuff, and that everything that he was accomplishing from a physique perspective was purely from lifestyle, purely from following his nine ancestral tenets of living the primal lifestyle, primal diet, eating liver, and ultimately making hundreds of millions of dollars selling his supplements, his ancestral supplements. He is uh, one of the co-owners of, um, I think it's called Ancestral Health, um, which are the supplements that, um, that also Paul Celadino is involved with. Um, so it's very, very interesting. There's a lot of controversy going on. There's a lot of like funky stuff happening. Um, and a lot of hubbub around this guy who everyone knew was on steroids, but now that he was actually called out for it and because he was, you know, so aggressively insisting that he was natural, there's now this conversation about, well, you know, he, he was taking advantage of people. He was using, you know, fake natty status to sell this ideal of um you know basically of this this lifestyle to sell supplements so that he could prey on other people and so that's the sort of narrative that's kind of emerging no one is surprised that this guy was on steroids no one nor should you be the guy is as red as tomato and as jacked as a bodybuilder stepping on stage for mr olympia or pretty close to it and no one should be surprised by this but just off the top of your head man any commentary on the whole debacle any uh, thing that you're noticing within the narrative that you want to comment on before we get into Naudi's video. Uh, first off, like I can't believe that people
1: wouldn't know that he's not natural. Um, but I think there is a lot of people like that. He has a younger audience. He almost reminds me of a WWE or WWF wrestler. Like that's his uh, shtick. You know, it's like mm. a larger than life guy. Um, you know, back in the day when everyone's like, "Is wrestling real? Is wrestling real?" You knew it was fake. But you mm-hmm. wanted it to be real when you're a kid, right? Yeah. And yeah, so it's kind of like that vibe. And I think that um, obviously he was on steroids. Why do I even know about this guy in the first place? I'm not sure, right? The algorithm pushes these larger than life guys out there. Um, I tried to ignore him. Uh, my friends kept sending me. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to add this guy. Mm-hmm. More and more ridiculous stuff. You know, I like the liver, I like the fact that he's eating good food. Um, the supplements, are they bad? Probably not. No, what I want, uh, if, if I could take everybody in America and give them or Canada and give them a liver supplement, I probably would, right. <laughs> That's my ideal, uh, if, uh, my ideal way with it. Right. So what is the actual issue here? The issue is he lied to his audience about how he obtained his one physique, because it's a lot of kids. I think hmm. his audience is pretty young should pull up what his audience is and the actual email here yeah um,
0: i know that he has 1.7 million followers on instagram yeah and you're 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 pulling up the actual email i'm gonna he's...
1: try to pull it up here yeah okay cool. i haven't actually read it to be honest um, it's a pretty extensive cycle that he was that he was, he was more, <laughs> more plates more plates more dates who actually um i don't know this so who actually
0: leaked the email I think it was Derek from more plates, more dates was the one who, who leaked it out. Um, and how so I can, she, I'll, 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 read, I'll read the email real quick. I'll, I'll pull, um, I'll pull it up actually. Yeah. Um, as it relates to my goals I'm in the face of several fitness brands, including ancestral supplements, um, he's, he talks about hiring a, a publicity agent to, uh, you know, get, you know, however many millions followers by March, um, which he did, he has 1.7 million followers It's been working out for 35 years. Um, and he didn't start taking steroids till, you know, after working out for a very, very long time late into how do, his... how do we know that? Well, we don't. Yeah. Right. But that's, that's kind of what he was, um, that's what in the email he kind of talked about, but the list, for instance, here's what I'm currently taking. IGF1LR I've been taking this for a year CJC with IMAP, been taking this for a year. Ibutamorin, been taking that for two months. Omnitrope, which is six weeks. Uh, testosterone is a pionate, 0.6 cc's per week, a cruise dose. Uh, DECA, so if you know what DECA is, it's a really intense, very strong steroid, 0.6 cc's per week, been taking for three weeks. And just started taking Winstrol for 50 milligrams a day for three weeks. And, uh, you know, talking about is is good metabolic fitness and you know very insulin se- sensitive because he works out like a maniac and walks you know 10 to 12 miles um and he was just asking you know h- help me dial in my PED and growth hormone protocol to maximize my gains and that was what the email that he sent out was you know
1: yeah very interesting um first off i don't believe that he just started um <laughs> it's probably been on for a long long time right and uh mm-hmm. Like, why do you need to feel like you're uh, needing to go on? And even in his narrative, right? Because he has all these supplements. He's eating this liver. Why do you feel the need that you need more hormones? Is it because you want your marketing? You want your physique and your larger than life um, persona to be out there, right? It seems like through the email, he is saying that, right? So it is like a WWE character and Mm. kids will fall for that. Right.
0: So, um, that's, and I was having, well, I was having a conversation with uh, Adrian Vino the other day about this as well. And yeah. we were talking about how Hulk Hogan obviously took steroids as well, but he would never say that because his whole message is, you know, say your prayers, eat your vegetables, kids. He knows that kids are watching him. So in a sense, you know, would it be more responsible to say that you're not on steroids and to live the ancestral tenants and do all this stuff? If you were, if you are a kid who is obviously idolizing and worshiping this larger than life figure, you want to emulate him. You know, you think of guys like Mark Bell, for example, who was in wrestling, he got into wrestling because of these pro wrestlers took a bunch of steroids. That's how he got into, you know, the, the heavy powerlifting stuff with West side um, it, these larger than life characters are taking larger than life doses of, of anabolic steroids. And if you have a 15, 14 year old kid, and even in his public apology that liver King just issued, he talks, he's like, you know, I didn't want the 15 year old who was looking up to me to start blasting and cruising. You know, you didn't, yeah. you didn't want them to start pinning themselves and, and taking exogenous hormones when, you know, before they've even maximized and optimized their natural dose in their, you know, in their teens and early twenties. So in a sense, it's like, okay, well, is it responsible or should you just be upfront and be like, Hey, look at the end of the day, I started taking steroids in my thirties to achieve this level of physique. I still believe in the primal tenets. I still believe that you should live ancestrally. I I still think this is the healthiest, maximal way to live. And I'm just taking steroids to take it to the next level. And it's for me, you know, and and just be honest about the fact that it's a publicity stunt. Be honest about the fact that it's, you know, it's larger than life. And that's the whole point. It's sensationalist. It's very intense. Now, of course, no one actually wants to be that honest about things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the, that's the issue this is a moral and ethical
1: question, right? And then it's your opinion on it, right? Because um, you can justify pretty much anything you do. And that's how he justifies it, right? So uh, his justification is, why would I tell the 15 year old that I'm on steroids when I don't want them to take it? Right? So I I see that argument. Um, Although if you're taking that amount, and you look like a, you look like you're on steroids, obviously, there's going to be questions, right? So this debate was going to come up anyway. Right. And this is debate that's been had so many places, right? Like, um, again, with the wrestling back in the day, mm. it's like, um, is this real? Is this real? It, it's always the question. Right. And then when they came out that it was fake, there was a time when people thought wrestling was real. Okay. Yeah. Like WWE wrestling. Okay. Or held on to that. I almost again, see that there. So, it is a moral and ethical question, and there's no right or wrong answer, but in, in obviousness here, kids are not stupid. People are not stupid. They're going to see this and be like, he's on steroids, and uh, I think that's where most people were at, okay? Um, so, yeah, that's just...
0: But at the end of the day, too, there's still there's still naivete of the younger generations, right? And if you have this guy who's like, no, I am not on steroids, absolutely not, I never touched the stuff. And again, he doubled down, he tripled down, and it was the, the fervent insistence that he had never touched it, which is kind of the, the moral and ethical issue, right? Where it's like, of course, people... Like I think the the like then again we're talking matters of opinion. The most ethical thing to do would be to be transparent about a steroid use and to educate as much as possible and warn against young. If he didn't want younger generations to do it, he would explain and educate people in the dangers of it. But he is not an educational figure. He's a marketing sensationalist figure. He boiled. Uh, you know, health and lifestyle down to these nine tenets of primal living. And the whole rest of it was this sensationalist character of this caveman, you know, dragging around a sled with chains and kettlebells around his neck, you know, and that's not, (laughs) that's great for marketing. That's great for social media clout. That's great for, you know, being entertaining and performative and being larger than life, but it's not good for actually teaching people nuanced things about health, fitness, and the way that your body is supposed to, you know, kind of align with nature. And like his, the core, the, you know, the essence of his message, this is what a lot of people are saying. It's like, well, the the essence of his message is still good. He's still talking about mental health. He's still talking about eating animal-based diets and, you know, getting out in the sun and having sun exposure and sleeping good. And these are all things that, yeah, like a hundred percent, these are all things that are good for you. And what are the nine, the nine tenets? Let's pull them up. I wanna I don't wanna paraphrase nine ancestral tenets. The nine ancestral tenets are sleep, eat, move, shield, connect, cold, sun, fight, and bond. Mm-hmm. And those are the you know, those are the yeah, those you froze ones.
1: up there, so I'll I'll take over.
0: I froze? Am I frozen? Screen.
1: Yeah. You just, you just froze. Um, I'm actually going to share the screen cause I'm on his site. Okay, cool. I think I, because, I, I think I froze
0: because I think I froze because my, uh, my, my screen was trying to load the site. It's a flash website and it takes, Oh a million yeah,
1: million. yeah, for sure. Let's see if that happens to me. So sleep obviously sleep well, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, that's been beat over the head eat. Let's see what, like I'm going to click on it and see what's what, um, we evolved eating the whole animal. I mean, that's debatable, right? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I kind of think that, but it is debatable. Uh, and and again, nutrition is the most complicated to me. It's the most complex because there's so many opinions out there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, foods we evolved with for over 2 million years, the same food we still expect to eat today to heal and be healthy. Okay, sure, yeah. I mean, this is, I almost look at this as the most basic, how do I put this? Like, if we're gonna appeal to somebody who's already like depressed in a basement mm-hmm. you know what i mean this would be easy advice to to just go by right but then there's the next level of it this is very simplistic stuff right so what does shield mean here need to avoid dangers like our early ancestors did by running from lions, seed oils i mean this is all pretty good stuff hey eh? like can you see my sh- my screen. Yeah, we can
0: see your screen. So, so he's talking about like rather than defend against uh, predators and stuff, we have to defend against environmental, in, you know, inflammatory and negative uh, environmental factors. Things like seed oils, which cause inflammation, uh, excessive Wi-Fi and EMFs, man-made poisons, which you know you look at a lot of microplastics. So, it's basically avoiding environmental disruptors to your system rather than avoiding the predators that we would have had to do in real life. So there's a, an element, you know, if you think of like primitive man, you're protecting yourself from your environment. Modern man protects himself from his environment in a much more different way. Yeah. Um From a marketing
1: standpoint, this is kind of genius, right? It's very simple. It's like anybody can follow this. A 15 year old can look at this and go, that's what I'm going to do. Right. So I guess mm-hmm. that's a net positive in that case, but just looking at him here sitting, it's like, how do how could you not know this guy's on steroids? So there shouldn't be, <laughs> This shouldn't be surprising you don't get veins bulging out like that without uh Mm -mm. steroids you don't look like this and do you want to look like this like is this healthy is this um is this access for his heart can he move can he actually move (laughs) or can he just lift heavy weights like i've never seen him do anything but drag around sleds and and uh i'm sure he's a powerful guy but um again this is going too much in the direction of um I want to be like a a statue you know like the right the green well because
0: he, well, he has one of his tenants is is move right so go to go to the one that says move real quick Where's and that? we'll see yeah uh, we'll see which one that is we'll see what he says about moving fight i think it's the the third one maybe okay um on, move okay yeah, so there's a mismatch between our physical activity we experience in the modern world and our ancestral environment. This is a big, uh, this is almost as big of a mismatch as his diet. That's why the third ancestral tenet is move. So this is really interesting. So, uh, Naudi Aguilar has been talking about a lot, you know, part of his uh, narrative in some of his live streams lately has been how it's very easy for people to adopt the perspective of ancestral living and first principles of evolutionary nutrition but when it comes to people adopting a perspective of evolutionary biomechanics they're more reluctant to adopt it like they they don't accept the hierarchical um prioritization of movement as it pertains to how we evolve to move but people are very you know it's, it's easier to sell nutrition where it's like oh eat animal based and eat uh You know, but but by the way, you can still lift weights and you can do all all these gymnastic things and you can do all this other stuff because that's how we train as humans, right? There's no respect or adoption to uh, ancestral biomechanics, which is a very interesting thing.
1: No, there's not. And that's the key to it, right? There is a nature. There is a blueprint in nature and it's not lifting weights up and down. Um, It's obvious, but it really isn't within the fitness industry. It's interesting what he has here, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Maintaining a healthy level of movement um doesn't have weights anywhere here but when whenever you see him on instagram it's always like dragging a heavy sled or kettle like ridiculously heavy kettlebells like walking Mm -hmm. with kettlebells is not a natural thing it's like (laughs) and and of course the the rebuttal is but don't you want to carry your groceries home it's like yeah that doesn't happen that often right like um (laughs) you should be able to lift a reasonable amount of weight of course um listen to this the well-being that builds from balanced movement trumps the need for consumption-based satisfaction, such as food, painkillers, alcohol, and drugs. Again, he's going over like it's a lie, right? Mm. So, um, we recommend first walking first thing in the morning, thirty minutes early afternoon, walking thirty minutes at dinner. It's great, right? But is he doing that? I don't know. Well, you no, know, that's he's not what, how he's getting. He's, he's, he's not he's just doing that. <laughs> you no, know, that's not where he's getting. Uh, his physique his bravado and and there is a lot of bravado to him right like um he is selling the bodybuilder physique the bodybuilder power lifter um alpha male like the classic alpha male uh vibe he's selling that for sure Mm -hmm. and it's like how how alpha would you be without steroids you know what i mean like how how alpha how how much could you maintain your uh what you have going on right now without steroids. You probably won't know because I doubt he's only been on it for a short period.
0: Yeah. Um. Can you pull up that website one more time real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Just that, that last one I want to point out too. This is actually a really interesting one because part of his message is trying to improve people's mental health. Uh, and I think the last one of the tenets, if you scroll up you go to the very last one is bond. Right. And so mm-hmm. I think it's really neat that he's talking about the importance of community, the importance of people actually having, connections with others and the importance of, of social bonds that human beings are naturally geared to have, right? And that, that you know, that kind of purpose, support, care and attention decided whether people would live or die, you know, that's, that's the, the reality of ancestral humanity. And I think there's a reality of that in modern times. I was talking to someone about, you know, the challenges of mental health in different communities and for for a lot of cases you know disaffected people just don't have a community who are there to support them or there to help them you know elevate out of states of depression so i think it's cool you know again there's this argument of like okay well this guy lied and he got all this attention but look at the message he's promoting is it is it for a greater good right well okay so the it doesn't it doesn't absolve him of the moral culpability of lying to an audience. It does not absolve him of the fact that he doubled down, tripled down, quadrupled down on saying that he's natural when he's not. And he capitalized on it. And again, he stated, and this is actually a good segue into the video that now made, he stated that he did not increase the capital gains in his supplement companies with the increase in his popularity on social media. Well, that's all as- a lie. Which as a marketer, that's impossible. Like I I know how marketing works. I know how social capital works. I know how attention works. And again, if you believe that, you probably believed that he wasn't on steroids in the first place. It's that, you know, it's one of those things that's just as obvious, right? He's still fucking lying.
1: He swapped one lie for another. Um, Again, he's probably thinking I'm doing the greater good here and capitalizing on it at the same time. Nothing wrong with that. That's probably what he's thinking, right? We're analyzing site. psychologically now i don't know 100 but that's probably the case right i actually looked at his apology and i was like that's pretty good he probably had some like pr firm go like this is how you do it this is the best way to do it um and and i saw the comments i I always go to the comments section and look at the overall vibe of the situation they're like we love you liver king thank (laughs) you for coming clean right and uh
0: was that what the vibe was a lot
1: of people were like that i didn't see a lot of like you're full of shit but like
0: he, Do you think he that, came yeah, out like I was
1: wrong. I shouldn't have done this. But I didn't gain monetarily from this. I was already rich. It's just like yeah, <laughs> okay. those are all lies. Okay. I,
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna read some. I'm gonna read some yeah. YouTube comments here. Yeah. Uh, the fact that people believed he was naughty at all is mind-boggling. An apology video with "I'm rich" 30 seconds in is a new one for me. Lol. Yeah. <laughs> The worst part of this lie is the fact that he looked people dead in the eye while lying like it's the most honest truth. And now no matter what he does, he won't be trusted on any topic. And then, man, I've never heard such an avalanche of excuses followed by I take full responsibility. (laughs) This this is my favorite though. Feeling bad for the people that thought eating an animal's raw balls would make them (laughs) look like this. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Very true. He he did sell that. He he's selling, uh, you know, eating raw meat and you know being super alpha. It's just like you're a yeah.
0: lie. Yeah. The new this is this is a good one too. The new ancestral tenants: one, be a liar. Two, mislead your audience. Three, double down on lies whenever asked because money is involved. Four, when found out, try to scapegoating using men's mental health. Five, step four mm-hmm. only necessary if exposed. So, you know, that there are some too. Yeah. Yeah. The the mental health. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, there are some people saying, Hey PS, I'm a fat depressed guy and liver Kings selflessness and doing massive amounts of steroids and lying about it until he couldn't lie about it anymore has in fact saved my life. So again, he's like saying, yeah, okay, there was this negative thing, but I had a positive impact from adopting these things that guy stuck in the basement fat and depressed stuck in the basement started adopting some of these actual healthy more aligned to nature things and had a really positive, uh, you know, impact on his life. But so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. Hey, there's a couple
1: thoughts off the top of my head there. Um, You know, that levels of energy book we both read, he's Mm -hmm. sending energy to the lowest common denominator. And I think that like, I mean, the, the person who's stuck in their basement, hasn't seen the sun plays video games all day, has no motivation. Um, this is something easy to follow. And since he's a larger than life, like WWE type character, Mm. you can get that person. But the average person that goes to the gym, who's younger, who's already in decent health, it's like, you're probably going to be a net negative on them, right? Mm -hmm. They can get liver supplements anywhere. Uh, so yeah, it's entertainment. And another thing is, uh, who leaked his private health information?
0: It's like, that's not a good thing to do. You know what I mean? That's a terrible thing to do. Mm, Uh, I think the, the email subject line was even RE confidentiality. So like, I don't, I don't know if it was a direct email to, to Derek from more plates, more dates or what the deal was, but he made, he made a big 30 minute long video called liver King is exposed. And that's what sort of cascaded this whole thing. There was an email outlining his entire thing. He'd been talking for months about how liver King is obviously on steroids. There's no way that he's not. And finally he had some sort of leaked email. Either it was an email to him or from someone else and whatever happened. Here's, here's another, this is, this is a crazy theory. Liver King might've told people to, to leak it himself because maybe he wasn't getting enough attention and maybe, maybe the attention had sort of died down a little bit and he needed people to pay attention to him again, start making memes about him. I bet you, that his sales for his liver supplements actually increased, actually went up during yep. Yep. this whole debacle, even though it's a horrible negative PR. There's that, that whole saying, no, no press is bad press. Even bad press is good press because yeah. it's press.
1: I, I completely agree and very astute observation there. Um, I think he will be as popular as ever. Uh, everybody loves to come back after a little bit of a scuffle, right? Mm. Um, oh, I was wrong, blah, blah. He's already doing it. Um, And he will be as popular as ever to the mainstream that he appeals to. He's going to have a lot of haters. He's going to have a lot of lovers. Um, Another thing is um, there's another subsection that we haven't talked about. And those are the actual lifters, bodybuilders, power lifters who also do steroids Mm -hmm. and who know he's on steroids. like, bro, I look exactly like you. It's like, I'm doing the same cycles as you. (laughs) And I can probably tell what steroids you're on. Right. Mm -hmm. So, Um, That brings up another point that powerlifting, bodybuilding, Olympic lifting, most sports are riddled with steroids, Mm. like CrossFit, everything, everything like, and now there's a push, I'm going to say a generalized push, almost like more plates, more dates type where TRT is the thing to do when you're older. Oh, you just need to uh, have a little bit of a boost and it's healthy for you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there there's a push for that. And a lot of older people, a lot of older men are gonna get into I, I don't know if this is beneficial or not. I don't think it is, because I think people should be natural as possible. Yeah. However, however, most people are not to begin with. Most <laughs> people are living not so great of a lifestyle. If you go out, you party once a week, you eat like shit. Um would it be beneficial for somebody who's let's say 60 years old to take those trt someone i think like more plates more dates would say yes absolutely you mm-hmm. will look bigger better
0: stronger um and have more motivation have more drive yeah, there you go have the whole nine yards right yeah. you'll, you'll have your zest for life back but i think the main issue that we're that people aren't talking about is how they got to the place of super low t in the first place mm-hmm. which is living that unnatural life living out of harmony with your natural biorhythms and the fact that you have to take TRT, it means that you have misbehaved to a degree that is impeding your natural and then now of course, with aging is is like a natural thing right so we could pharma pharmacologically um, intervene in a natural aging process and slow down the the natural demotivation is that a good thing though necessarily is that is that an appropriate thing for human beings to do to pharmacologically intervene with the natural aging process and the natural process of you know human transformation over time uh, maybe
1: this is a, again an ethical moral
0: question physical question um,
1: i got to come clean i did steroids when i was younger for about 4 years and mm. I'm talking in my early 20s to mid 20s, testosterone, trenbolone, balone, um, and I regret it. Now, uh, the experience made me see exactly. First off, when you're when you're experienced with it, you can look at someone and be like, "Yep, yeah, they're that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy," <laughs> right? And it's it's a lot of people. If you're in the gym for a long time, you're thinking about it at least in the least. And every big guy you see at the gym, like 99 of them are if not 100
0: are doing Yeah, 100%. It, right? Yeah, so yeah.
1: and sports too, and sports. Like CrossFit, riddles with it. They're yeah. This is, um, this is
0: juicy will Yeah. So those who are was, who are watching on I YouTube. i have taken
1: trend bologna sandwiches at this point. Look at how, uh look at how crushed my uh, lower back is here. Yeah. I had the everything going on in terms of the the bodybuilder uh athletic physique. The size I was of like, your like,
0: fucking erectors, man. Jeez. Like,
1: like <laughs> um yeah, so like I mean, here I'm, I live by a beach. I'm walking around the beach all day. I'm jacked. I'm going to the clubs. I'm like, you know, it's the lifestyle you live when, when you're 20, Mm -hmm. but do I regret it? Absolutely. It took me a good three to five years. I'm going to say five years to feel normal again. And I had to make a decision in my mid to late late twenties to get off. And it took that long to feel normal again. To where i had normal testosterone i had a lot of side effects and i didn't take huge doses like a lot of people i know right Right. so it's like uh it affects some people more than others just like any other drug and Mm -hmm. i would advise not doing it especially uh when you're older but like did i feel amazing while i was on it did i feel invincible absolutely it works it works really well and uh yeah there's a an upside and a downside and the downside is massive and it's long term and the thing is once you're in your 30s and 40s and you start doing it especially um you know unsupervised you're probably gonna have to be on it for life or you're gonna have some issues when you get mm. off. okay mm. and that's what like i mean i was younger when i got off and i haven't done it since and i will not touch it and i moved into a, a more natural lifestyle and i should say very natural compared to the average person who even says they're doing like liver king when i look at him, i'm like you're not primal they're like mm-hmm. you do nothing primal i'm like 10x as primal as you right now and uh you're just selling it right and it's funny all these barefoot guys like squat you it's just like oh just wear these wide toe shoe box and your feet will be so strong it's just like i walk mountains barefoot mm-hmm. and it's hardly <laughs> like it takes like years to get your feet strong to mm-hmm. the point and i look at his feet and i'm like i could crush them with my hand like this <laughs> literally i could
0: <laughs> right and he's just like whoa
1: Put them in my wide toe shoe box and you'll be just yeah. fine
0: right like, i know i so i don't know if you started having this issue with shoes because you have to wear shoes in society um but even wide toe box shoes like I've, i bought a pair of field grounds because field grounds have this uh you know winter boot so i'm like oh cool like this will be good like you know i can't just wear my uh my wide toe shoe mesh you know like my will freeze i'll get frostbite if i just walk around in these i'll, I'll buy these wide toe boots My, my feet are still stuffed in them like a can of sardines. Like these are like really wide toe box boots, like triple E and like from all the barefoot training, all the barefoot uh, work that I've done, my toe splay is so intense now that it's like I need clown shoes or something to actually, to actually have shoes that, that properly fit and support my feet. The closest that I've had so far is uh, a brand called barefoot, like B E A R foot. But even those, uh, my toes still get squished in the, in the corners of them. And, uh, you know, if you, if you are walking barefoot frequently, you do barefoot, especially on, on the terrain that you and I are doing it on gravel, on rocks, where your foot has to splay and soften and adapt to some of these uneven surfaces and these harder surfaces, your foot splays out a lot, like a lot. I have these weird looking hobbit feet now. But yeah, you're,
1: you're in the one percentile. I've seen those things. They're <laughs> minor wide and yours are like 25% wider. So yeah, you got some outlier feet there, but, and I guess maybe squat use right in the fact that like, once they've widened out, then you you do really feel the short, narrow toe box, right? Like mm. you really do feel that. To me now it's just like, yeah, I'll put them, like I hardly ever wear shoes. I only do it to go, um, you know, to work. I wear wide toe shoes at work and uh basically to walk around town other than that i'm barefoot so yeah. um i'll sacrifice i don't even care i'll put them in small uh narrow shoes do my thing and then get barefoot again
0: yeah well because you, you ski as well right and that yeah you know it's the crushed. reality of that it does it's like it's like crushes. chinese foot binding for us oh, at it's, this point it, it
1: and i wear race boots which are like i mean you don't have a millimeter there's no bigger like it, it's like breaking your leg sometimes hmm when you're in a ski boot and you can't take the pressure off and you're going down the hill, your, your legs getting on, it's, it, it's bad. Right. And especially like um, when you're an advanced level and you're, you're going real fast, you need them super tight. So yeah, they, it does ruin your feet. Quite well, much. and
0: but you do need them at that level. Cause if you're, yeah. you know, for the demand of the sport, like you have to have that level of sensitivity to pressure so that you don't kill yourself when you're going down a hill at like, I mean, what's your, what's the top speed you hit last season? Uh, last season, I'm not sure. Like in the 130s, 150s, yeah.
1: fastest kilometers moment, per hour. Yeah, and uh, like I've gone faster for sure, but it's mm-hmm. not so much about speed. It's it's like I mean, dropping like I, I like tree skiing. There's cliffs within the trees. So you're dropping a cliff, going around a tree. Like there's a lot of pressure, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah. So you need you need good boots. You need, um, basically they're not made for wide toe shoes, and there's there's a lot of undoing what you've done, damage you've done. Basically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's go on to the uh, what. Yeah,
0: let's let's play this. So, so I, I got a a version of this saved to my phone, so we can uh, play it and pause it. We'll kind of go point by point, and we'll sort of react live. I'm gonna play it next to my microphone so we can hear it.
2: So the liver king did the right thing and revealed that he was on steroids all along. Um, or he got busted by somebody else and the right thing would have been to do to, to say that and I guess there's no right thing to do if you're on steroids, you're doing the wrong things and whatever you're doing is clearly not fucking working
0: So that was kind of like one of the points I was alluding to earlier where it's like if you have to take TRT You are basically you have to you got to that point because of misbehavior because of a misaligned lifestyle because of an unnatural lifestyle, right? And so that was one of the things where it's like even in his uh, public apology Apology. <laughs> he was, he was talking about like, you know, I, I, I felt like, you know, no matter what I was doing, I didn't feel like I was good. You know, I like, I, I just, I had this low energy. So I took this, I took these exogenous hormones and I felt better.
1: Yeah. It's like, what? Well, let's analyze why you didn't feel that way.
0: Mm. You know what I mean? Is he
1: actually analyzing why he didn't feel proper? Why he didn't have the right, uh, hormone profile? And that's another thing. Like, why is everyone so obsessed with, uh, having their, hormones red their blood work they're like it's it's like hook me up to this machine and tell me what's wrong with me it's just like get back to nature you know what i mean like uh another thing is he did get caught it's like getting caught cheating on your partner or something like that right Mm. and he's just like um i cheated because i love you so much (laughs) you wouldn't have apologized if you didn't get caught you would have kept doing it right so you did apologize because you got caught and you didn't address that or he Mm. didn't
0: address
2: that right so Yeah. yeah anyway um he talks about how there's a multitude of things that he talked about in this recent video. One of them was him saying that he was rich and anonymous before, that he was already making great money, and that this Liver King branding thing that he did didn't improve his wealth in any way, shape, or form. So I want to issue a challenge to Liver King in relation to this specific thing, Liver King. I want to see P and L statements. I want to see profit and loss statements over the last five years. Let's look at the statistics. Considering what you've been do- doing in recent times, we should be able to all see how much money you actually have made and what kind of gains you've made business-wise from uh, taking on these little stints that you have over the last year and a half. After we find out that you've made a fuck ton of money off of what you like, off of the branding that you've uh, culminated for yourself, what I would suggest is all the profits you made over the last years, or all the excess profits that you made, that you donated to, to a charity. You put your money where your mouth is. My suspicion is that you were just scamming people all along. It was obvious. Everybody else has seen it. I think this happens way more often in this industry. i have...
1: No lies detected.
0: <laughs> no lies detected. I mean, except... like, go ahead. Sorry. Uh,
1: except that maybe he, Liver King obviously wouldn't say that he's scamming anybody because of what we mentioned before. Like, justifying it to yourself yeah the, the, that's the that's up in the air but i mean uh yeah you're you're selling your supplements with a lie mm-hmm. that's basically it right and yeah. and yeah bs you are making way more money i, I would love to see those profits and loss statements
0: as well. yeah. yeah yeah it's a good challenge i hope he i hope yeah. he well i mean he won't because he won't. his pr firm won't yeah. allow him to to reveal that information because like you said he traded one lie for another now his new lie is that well my lie never actually hurt anyone my lie didn't actually financially benefit me You know, it's like, oh, I was caught, but like, oh, it didn't, it wasn't actually a thing. Like, I didn't actually benefit from it. It's like, dude, (laughs) you're like, when you, when you, when you've got caught digging yourself into a hole, don't keep digging kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Keep playing. Let's, let's hear what he said.
2: Many reasons to believe that. I explained it to you guys, but here's a situation where it's like low hanging fruit that you guys can actually fucking see. I understand that some of you guys glasses in order to see uh, the, the fruit that's at the top of the tree sometimes. Uh, this happens all the time in the field of rehabilitation, especially people who deal with pain management, people who do, deal with functional training, people who deal with any forms of performance or, performance or athletic training. It's the same scam artistry and, and fraudulence that exists in the industry. Um, people who cite studies, this kind of shit exists everywhere. This is just a fucking low-hanging fruit that anybody can see. Um, at at some stage, uh, Liver King then to, to actually go deeper into this after the challenge that I put forth. At some stage, uh, Liver King states that uh, he his his testosterone was running low, even though he was following all his ancestral protocols. His T levels were low, and that he couldn't that he couldn't keep his testosterone levels high. Hmm. Hmm. And then he says, "You know what? Go into a pharmacologist, whatever pharmacologist." And so long as it, like it, it, that it's okay to do that apparently it's a part of an ancestral diet it's a part of an ancestral lifestyle right so you follow all the nine ancestral tenants that connect us right to nature some of which i agree with but you're, you're you were trying to sell it as if you were getting to these places without steroids when you were and those nine ancestral tenants are not going to get you the fucking results that he was looking for obviously everybody understands that now it was absolutely ridiculous and you have to be extremely naive to assume that that's going to have that those nine essential tenants are actually going to get you somewhere or that some stupid liver supplements. I mean, they're not stupid liver supplements. You know what I'm, you know what I'm actually going to do. My plan in the, in the near future is actually to make my own liver supplements. And since I'm going to be making money doing other uh, inventions, I'm not actually going to undercut everybody on the costs of those uh, liver supplements and those organ uh, supplements. So that way these guys can't make any fucking money off of it.
0: So, I think one of the things that I don't want people to gloss over is the fact that this happens a lot in the fitness industry already, and and not just within, you know, people who are using their physiques necessarily to dupe people and to promote, you know, their their own authority using a physique that is maybe dishonestly culminated. But there's also a factor of, you know, like he said, he alluded to the rehabilitation, and I'd like you to comment on that a little bit more than I have. What are what are the ways that you see? um, you know, therapists are duping people in, in, or or being dishonest in a way. Uh, he, he said people are citing studies disingenuously. What are, what are ways that you're, you're seeing people are being duped in maybe the rehab sphere? There's so many ways,
1: so many ways. Um, I mean, where do we start? Uh, my T4 is out my, uh, their last, let's say therapist. I'm not going to say what type would be like your vertebrae is out here. It's like, what the hell does that mean? You know, when someone comes to me and they're convinced now because they're the last therapist that something is wrong with them, it's like, no, 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 nothing is wrong with you. Most people have nothing wrong with them, right? They can definitely uh, get better, right? And that's usually done with exercise over a long term, not exercise, like very specific what we talk about basically in the whole podcast, right? But a lot of therapists sell that there's something wrong with you, and that does give a nocebo effect like a lot of these nocebo guys are correct about that that um your hip is height your your hip is out you're shifted you're this you're that right and uh people want the quick fix they're like can't you just pop my hip back in it's just like oh man again like this is over and over and over and over again there's also overselling of certain uh ultrasound doesn't work guys come on um there's uh you know, external band rotations. I mean, minimal effect, like a lot of the, what we learned in school was based off of, um, let's say, weak research, or people can look for the research they wanna see and then cite that study because there's a study for anything. Mm -hmm. And most of the public does not know this. Uh, Also spending five minutes with somebody in a therapist office telling him you're gonna give a quick fist, fix because that's your business model. You're not looking at the person, you're looking at the business model and fitting the person within your business model, then feeding them a bunch of crap. It's like that happens all over the place have to deal with it all the time. Uh, I can see where nobody's coming from. Cause when you're honest about this stuff and you actually want to work with somebody and you have to deal with these narratives, it's just like, what do you do with this? You know? Um, yeah, it's, it is kind of frustrating and I see where he's coming from. And, uh, maybe we don't do the exact same things. Like if I have a human being in front of me and I want to make them healthier, maybe I wouldn't do the exact same thing as nobody, but we, I think we have the same intentions and I see, I see his frustrations, right. And mm-hmm. even along the lines of the scientific people, it's just like, you're cherry picking your, what you want from your previously, uh, you're basically confirming your bias right? Yeah. Which is, he's going to get in the squat, you, and we can talk more about that after. What about you? What do you see here?
0: Well, so I, I'm not directly involved in the rehab game, right? And so and I, I just tend to really try to ignore, for the most part, uh, you know, fields that I'm not directly involved in. I know that chiropractics and, and physiotherapy, uh, kinesiology in general, those fields of study are relevant for the topics that we talk about. But I I research them contextually to the discussions that we have, right? And so I am not as familiar, you know. For example, I don't have someone coming in to me. Even when I was a personal trainer, I didn't have their, you know, people coming in and be like, oh, well, my chiropractor told me that I have a vertebrae out of place, and that's why I can't squat, for example. Um, I didn't have I didn't have that as much, you know. I had people come in and tell me that they had pain in a certain place, and so I would try to address it, you know, intuitively in the way that I kind of knew from the perspectives that I had as a personal trainer. But what I am hearing from you is that, like, the frustration kind of comes from having to deal with people who are fed a narrative which appeals to their sense of wanting a quick fix, when really reality is more complex. Reality is more, um, like, it's more effective and it's more realistic and it's more responsible to try and teach people, you know, a, a method of healing, which is closer tied to reality and truth but it's less marketable right if you don't know how to market, it's or it's not even that it's less marketable it's just that it's more difficult to market it's more difficult to convince a person that they need to actually think for themselves and invest time in uh, you know relating to reality in a more profound way and that is a frustration you know that like every time i hear Naughty speak i hear that level of frustration where it's like these motherfuckers don't want to just look at the truth They just want to be told what they want to be told, they just want to believe what they want to believe, and they want to have this cognitive dissonance, living this like comfortable, dissociative life, you know, disconnected from reality and they don't want to you know surrender they don't want to submit to natural law like there's there's all kinds of frustrations that he has with this because the, you know obviously the methods that he promotes and propagates works you can see all the results that his clients get he's thought about it and studied it a lot he has a good relationship to reality and when he's trying to help people the big barrier is not necessarily his methods it's people's mental resistance to his methods
1: it's it's a very good point and another thing just before you play it is uh he was talking about undercutting Liver King. It's like, man, there's a lot of supplements out there, a lot of liver supplements. It is mm-hmm. about marketing. Liver King mm-hmm. does have eyes on him, and and will have more eyes on him. So you can undercut him in price, but he's got the eyes on him, and that's just the reality of the where we're at. And I think he is correct. Like you mentioned, uh, having to think for yourself—that's the real problem. And with me, like what I think in society in general, we want to vote somebody like Trump's going to save me or like he's going to save me. It's like no you're you thinking for yourself is going to save you okay mm-hmm. like um and that takes effort energy time uh a lifestyle change a thought process change i don't think society's there right now and i see this frustration with nodi and i
0: share it right so mm-hmm. same yeah. same and that's why we're playing this specifically yeah. we're doing live reaction to this let's keep going so he's going to undercut the liver king with the and all these other people with uh, with price wise once he starts doing stuff Vanderbilt
2: all over again in terms of how I run business. Uh, This is how it's going to work. Um, so with that in mind, for for you supplement peddlers out there, uh, you're gonna get undercut in many ways. And and unfortunately, I have the infrastructure to pull this off. I think what you guys in general do is bullshit. I think Liver King is gonna be the guy that gets demonized when it's all said and done, but you guys are all suffering from the exact same bullshit. You don't know how to train, you don't know and, and you and you're dealing with an endorphin addiction, and you don't know how to deal with that endorphin addiction. And uh, and you don't want to tell anybody about it.
0: Okay, so the endorphin addiction thing is kind of interesting, right? Because, again, in, in Liver King's Public Apology, he talks about how he's he's also an insecure person. And the way that he would feel good is doing these two blood boiling workouts every day so that I felt like I was enough. Right. And so it's like you're talking about your T levels being low. Maybe he was literally just overtraining. Maybe his obsession and addiction to endorphins, like he's saying, you have an endorphin addiction. You're not telling anyone about your endorphin addiction to sustain your endorphin addiction of working out as much as you are, which is not, uh, you know, like primally informed. It's not informed by ancestral behavior. Our ancestors didn't work out that hard. Our ancestors moved a lot and worked a lot and traveled a lot and were nomadic and were in resting squats and we threw spears and we carried animals back to our camps and we did all this stuff. We didn't train like fucking maniacs. We didn't do barbarian workouts with heavy sleds and kettlebells by our hands and we, we didn't do any of that stuff. And so your testosterone's tanking maybe because you're fucking overtraining and liver and testicles is not enough to help you recover from your fucking training, bro
1: yeah there wouldn't
0: be any training if
1: you're if you're training that hard if you're pushing yourself that hard there's an issue you're in danger you know what i mean like there'd be no you'd be dancing around to have fun at the campfire with your with your boys after you you know or in, in your family after you and your community after you caught something you know after you went hunting there'd be a celebration if you're working out that hard you're in trouble okay yeah. so um yeah you are putting out those negative those negative hormones or whatever you want to call it negative energy um you're sucking the life out of yourself by going that hard that many times and you do know, need those exogenous substances to keep yourself going and hey i get a ripped body while i'm out of it while i'm at it so yeah. i'm doing the right thing look at me look at how big my body is and you'll see this from a lot of like powerlifter guys who're like i'm bigger than you shut up
2: yeah like, you know like it, literally
1: you, that's a what's your source my source is that i'm bigger than you <laughs> yeah um, it, it's all false. It's all a lie. Mm, anyway, right. let's let's keep let's going. keep going.
2: You guys are addicts just like anybody else, and what keeps the endorphin addiction going is taking more testosterone, taking steroids, getting on these fucking peptides. You're add- you're addicts to exercise, just like there's heroin addicts out there who are addicted to whatever. Uh, whatever uh, heroin does to people's hormones, just like there's people who are alcoholics and it does things I believe to their dopamine and serotonin. It's like people who are addicted to smoking marijuana. You can be addicted to endorphins. This industry is completely uh, overrun by a bunch of fucking loser, loser uh, endorphin addicts who don't want to get their fucking act together. I've been dealing with this for so many damn years. I've been ridiculed by these endorphin addicts who are also on on every steroid in the fucking book. And uh, yeah, and never mind this, guys, from my vantage point, if you don't lie about taking steroids, you say you're not you're not that much further beyond where liver king is at. If you're on steroids, you're fucking cheating and you shouldn't be giving anybody any fucking advice on how to how, how a regular person who's not on steroids uh, should approach their health.
1: Do you agree with that? Um, Who, who are you cheating? That's, a, again, a moral question, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I said this to myself when I was doing it. I'm like, who am I cheating? Like, Mm. this is my life, right? Like, uh, leave me alone. I I can do what I want. You know what I mean? Um, So there is a little bit to that. I I think anybody could be, do whatever you want to do, right? There's going to be consequences to what you're doing. Uh, It doesn't matter, right? And And, and, if you're promoting it to somebody else, that's different, right? The thing that
0: I want to know if you agree with, though, is if you're doing steroids, should you not give advice to other people about how you should approach your health? Uh, if you're not telling them
1: that that's like if you're like giving them advice on how to get jacked, but you're on steroids and mm. yeah, probably come clean about that. But if you're giving them advice on like, you know, let's say you're actually mentally together and you see somebody struggling, mm. I, I can be like, even if I was on steroids, I'd be like, yeah, you got to get in the sun, you know what I mean? Yeah. Get out of the basement. There's like, I mean, there's levels to this, right? So yeah, exactly. I'm, on one level, I'm very, uh, individual in that case like i'm like as long as you do like you you can do whatever you want like right now and again there's levels to this right what i mean is on one level uh i i say there's consequences to to heavy squatting let's say right one of those consequences is you'll probably get big muscles so that's a positive consequence one of the negatives a lot of compression you're not going to be as athletic um you could get hurt. There's pros and cons, right? Um, so it actually comes down to that nuance. You have to be nuanced with everything, right? Mm. So it's it's not that cut and dry to just say if you're on steroids that you can't give anybody advice on anything.
0: Yeah, right? I think, um, no, I, don't, I, I agree. I'm, I'm a big fan of nuance. I also think the most relevant advice that you could give would be assuming you actually know what you're talking about is how to actually utilize steroids and maybe mitigate the negative consequences of steroids. The same way that a person who does heavy squats will give advice on how to mitigate the potential injuries and the mobility issues associated with doing heavy squats by Uh, giving advice on mobility drills and foam rolling and stuff. It's like, it's, it's advice relevant to the sport, but also be forthcoming about the negative consequences and be forthcoming about the fact that, you know, like if you're natural, you can't follow my advice to the same degree because I am, exogenously enhanced and i will have greater recovery capacities greater strength capacities greater nervous system capacities than you will ever have as a natural athlete very
1: good point very very good point point. and the thing is i still give advice on how to squat mm. like as people come into me they're like at the crossfit next door and they're like i love squatting i'm like well here are the consequences to it but if you want me to show you the better way to do it yeah i'll show you that right like exactly fine we'll, we'll show you how to get rid of pain but i'm telling you It's probably not a great idea to do long term. Uh, Here's a better thing to do instead. But if you really want to do it, then I can't stop you from, and nor do I want to stop you from doing it. If it's bringing you joy at this point in your life, Mm. then I'm going to show you a better way to do it.
0: Yeah, it's not like you're gonna turn someone away at your chiropractic clinic because they're insisting that they want to do back squats, right? You're trying no, to, you're trying to not. Mitigate, mitigate damage. All I, right, how let's how keep going. To put
1: in a little bit of your,
0: yeah, yeah. You just kind of like good. plant a seed, of course. You'd be like, hey, like at the end of the day, if you keep doing this, you're gonna keep you're gonna keep my paycheck going, basically. Yeah, totally. But all right, let's keep this rolling. Whether
2: that's a young person, old person, you have no grounds to be giving anybody fucking advice. If you can't figure this out without having to take without having to contact a a freaking doctor to alter your hormones exogenously, the amount of the amount of slack that exists in this industry is absolutely amazing. Uh, I will not keep this video up forever, guys. I just figured I would put it out there. Um, Just to point out the obvious, this this doesn't just start and end with liver cane. This is a fucking pandemic. In the industry of fitness, in the industry of rehabilitation, even in the industry of quote-unquote motivation, it's the same fucking bullshit. You're dealing with people who are either trust fund babies who make it in this shit, who are dealing with with external subsidies, or you're usually dealing with people who are fucking, uh, who are dealing with... Biological subsidies by utilizing fucking steroids. That's how this shit works. I didn't come from either of those uh, points I, from either of those places. And that and that's fundamentally why none of these people have really ever wanted to reach out to me until it, until it came recent times where we start where we started actually making a mark on, on in terms of our profitability, in terms of our reach. It's not until recent times that I've had people actually reaching out. And it's fundamentally why I've actually closed the door on anybody actually uh, getting in contact with me. Because I know how these fuckers operate, and uh, ultimately, They wanted to act stupid all these years and i just said you know what i'm gonna take the high road and i'm gonna watch these fuckers drown themselves and that's exactly what has happened it will continue to fucking happen and then hopefully within time you guys can get your fucking heads out of your ass and pay attention to what i'm saying and figure your own fucking like learn how to think critically so then you guys can see everybody else who's doing similar shit to this it's happening everywhere guys Liver King is not the only fucking dude that's doing this this is just the most obvious. It was like the most grotesque example of this fucking con artistry and bullshit that happens in this industry. Okay, to give you guys an example, like the Squat University guy, he knows Olympic lifting is bullshit. He knows squatting is does not come as a priority when it comes to training. He understands this fully. This dude understands this shit fully. He understands that there's a paleobiological blueprint that you need to account for. We walk first. We run first. We run second. Probably, and then we would throw a third. That's essentially the order of how we would aim to uh, to orient our mechanics as human beings.
0: Do you think that Aaron from Squat University really pre- believes that? I think I think he, in like a big part of him really does believe that. Like maybe he he's sort of like yeah okay. Like evolutionary biomechanics is a thing, but also look at, like we can we can squat for our entire lives. Look at the old men who are doing three hundred pound deadlifts.
1: He he completely buys into what he's doing, and there's no reason to go otherwise because he's profiting off of it. Not it's not so much profit; he's living in that world. He Mm. he Olympic lifted, and it's just like the default is, and still is that Olympic lifting will make you good at everything. Basically, like start because you snatch hard, you're uh, forty times going to go down. You're going to be more powerful, more explosive mobility stability all it gets you everything right so mm-hmm. um he still has that and guess what's the most primal thing is squatting to him it's just like you know the average uh thought of i have to squat every time i go on the toilet so squatting is good it's just like actually that's not even how you would take a dump in normal like mm-hmm. you know if you're primal you'd be yeah. full squat right so yeah um squatting itself is a specialty obviously but you can sell it to yourself as i did for the longest time that is the most primal movement that you are doing the right thing because most people are squatting anyway so it's like why not show them the best way to squat which is what i said before and uh and he's profit, let's say again with the shoes, right? It's just like, mm. what. well, if you're gonna squat anyway, why not squat in this wide toe shoe? But then he goes on to give BS reasons why his shoe is gonna make you into this like primal king. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he, he bullshits too. And mm. uh, he brings it to the level where he doesn't admit, you got to admit that there's a blueprint and a priority. That's what now getting at. And that's what these guys don't want to admit. And I'll even go further than Naudi to say that there is a, a spiral mechanic that nobody wants to admit. And even like PRI who admits it, um, you watch their exercises and it's all table uh, tests and stability. And it's just like, where does that show up in actual movement? But anyway, I digress that I, I think Aaron Hershog really believes in what he's doing and uh, doesn't want to. You can, people are very intelligent. People figure things out. You don't want to look into it. You don't want that narrative, you know what I mean? So you can easily ignore it, ignore ants. You can ignore the fact that there's a primal blueprint and just keep doing what you're doing because it's profitable and you can justify it to yourself just like Liver King did with his steroid use, right? Mm -hmm. So you're helping a lot of people. Um, You are justified by looking at a Kelly Starrett or a Stu McGill. The biggest guys in the industry are behind you and you're copying their exercises you're taking a lot from them so how
0: could I be wrong yeah 2.4 million followers you know you want to keep that narrative going because again there's this incentive to not jar your audience too much as well like it's not even just from a financial perspective you know the more that I'm getting into uh, marketing dynamics and understanding how different people Uh, you know, equate to your message. It's like, I've been making videos for the last little while. I I gained about like 12,000 followers off of a couple of viral videos. And it's really interesting because when I start talking with a little bit of depth and nuance and things that are kind of more interesting to me and that are less entertaining, they get way less views, way less views. If I spike a a hard emotion and I create, you know, I create this polarizing idea and break down into nuance later, of course, but like, again like aggravate people with with you know a, a firm strong opinion then people are just like oh yeah engagement engagement views 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 um but they get kind of upset at me when i start to divert from a narrative that they start to expect from me and this is this is like you know for some people they're like oh well i don't want the people are paying attention to me and giving me this social validation, giving me this financial validation to not approve of the message that I'm putting out? So I better stick to the narrative. I better stick to the script so that I don't lose my clout. I don't lose my social currency. And by the way, Instagram social currency is a thing. Like even even on a small scale, this is something that I've noticed. I, I you know I, I jumped up by like fifteen thousand followers in, in two weeks. People who have met me for the first time and add me to Instagram later, they treat me different because they're like, Oh, he's doing something. He's got some attention. He's got some clout. Um, You know, people, people literally assume some different thing about your character strictly based on the level of social currency that you have. Right. And I I couldn't even imagine if it was like someone has like Aaron has 2.4 million followers, 2.4 million people engaging with his content and, and validating him and expecting him to, uh, you know, sort of toe the line of a brand, and I, uh, you know, a narrative that he's been going on. It, it would be impossible for him to divert from that. So even if he does, like now he claims, understand the the first principles of evolutionary biomechanics of walking, running, throwing, he's not going to divert away from the 2.4 million people who are, uh, you know, providing his livelihood and creating a, a you know a narrative about who he is and what he stands for. Uh, it's a very good point. The mainstream right now,
1: there's a reason mainstream's mainstream. Okay. There's a reason mainstream shows, like there's a reason the Kardashians are the most popular. They have the most followers, right? The people who, the it, it's about flash, it's about brands, it's about very simple entertainment. That's mm. where the mainstream is at. Now, I'm not saying Aaron Hershog is a little bit above mainstream, okay? He's given better information. So there's a net positive there, I guess, right? And now he's like up here, right? And mm-hmm. trust me, I don't agree with everything Naudi says. And I don't think I have to, right? No. There's a lot I would I would disagree with Naudi and love to debate him on, but he's definitely thinking at a way higher level than Aaron Hershog, right? <laughs> yeah. um, like way past that level, right? Whether you agree with him or not. Um, but the higher you go, the less people you're going to have watching you. And the more nuance you have, uh, I guess people will, who do go to you will gravitate towards you. Right. So he's building a loyal tribe um, where I think Aaron, like there's a lot of people doing similar things to what Aaron Hershaw is doing. Mm. Right. So he will sell a lot, but um, I could go to Kelly Starrett and he's saying the same thing. i go to Stu McGill. He's saying the exact same thing. I can't go to many people saying something similar to now. There's yeah. going to be a handful if that. Right. Yeah. So and most of them are going to be like
0: FFP certified coaches. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right. Like, it, yeah. So that's the case. Yeah. All right, let's 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 keep this going. There's only a couple sure. minutes left here.
2: Yet this guy is focusing on having everybody squat. Why? So then he can, he can sell you some squatting or deadlifting shoes or sell you a bunch of bullshit products that orient to that. And since you, the consumer, don't know better, you're going to fucking fall for a hook, line, and sinker. And it just it is what it is. I've told people this shit for years, and you guys don't pay attention. Some of you do, and you can become saved from this nonsense. Uh, but for those that still want to keep their fucking head up their ass, I guess you can just keep fucking head up your ass and keep listening to these fucking people that know they're doing the wrong thing and are peddling, and they, they, they know they're doing the, the wrong thing and they're peddling products that will fuck people up even more for the sake of them making profit. That's how this world works. And at the end of the day, I don't blame these dudes. I don't blame Liver King. I don't blame the squad university guy or people like Brett Contreras or whatever. I don't blame these cats. They are victims of culture. They are victims of capitalism. And capitalism pressures you to make decisions like this or not fucking thrive in this society.
1: Well, that one's interesting.
0: That one's interesting. Victims of capitalism, victims of society, right? Like, do you think think they're victims? Do you think – because here's the thing. There was a point in my life where I was not cognizant of these ideas. Right. And I was, I was the power lifter. I was the CrossFit guy. You were too, you own a CrossFit Absolutely. gym. We were really bought into this, this stuff because we assumed it was, it was truth. And so that was, that was not a conscious decision to capitalize on things that could have drawbacks that we weren't cognizant of. Right. That was not a conscious choice. So in a way we were vi- you know, quote victims. I don't think it's necessarily a victimization thing. I think it's just unconscious incompetence.
1: It's, yeah. It's not the right word for it, but Here's the thing, like uh, it would have been more profitable for me to believe in CrossFit a little bit more because I was great. Right. <laughs> I, I owned the gym, right? I had to give it up because I, I like in my soul, I couldn't keep going. I'm like, I don't believe in this anymore. Right. So it's like I lost the tribe. I lost the you know, I, I I'm out of this gym game. Right. And uh, that's where I socially networked. That's where I networked for patients. It's like I lost a, a lot of monetary wealth for going with my moral a compass right where i don't think a lot of people are going to do that that it's like it's just not going to happen um are you a victim a little bit you're a victim of society like coming up in school i learned all these things and i believe them to be the best information and that's what everybody coming up in school believes whether you're in university or you're in grad school and it, is it the best information well, even even elementary right? school and high school you're not even supposed to question it no exactly right so um there's a very uh i I should say the mainstream is very hard in one direction it's been put in a box and especially with like you have to believe in what the news says basically what the news like the amalgamation of what the bs news says is Mm -hmm. the narrative now for any uh story that's out there right now and if you go outside of that you're in trouble and you like you're not in trouble like no one's going to come and get you maybe if you say something extreme enough they will but um, nobody's going to come get you, but you're going to be socially shunned. People just won't listen to you. Um, you, the algorithm's going to put you down a step. Uh, so there's more incentive to have your mind in a small box and subconsciously, you know, this. So, um, there's all those factors, right? Not only sub subconscious incompetence, not only do you not know what you don't know, but you know, not
0: to get out of the blind mm-hmm. or you lose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I, I I see that. That's that's fair. Let's let's keep let's keep this going.
2: Society from a from a financial standpoint. That's just how this, that's how our economic system works. And that's the part that people really don't want to fucking hear about. But I'll tell you what anyway. Anyway, to, to reiterate my challenge to uh Liver King, fuck up the profit and loss statements. Don't make these fucking bold claims and not fucking show evidence for it. keep this in mind guys i'm also for profit but i'm for earning my fucking profit i've made my money the most honest way that i possibly can it's the most honest way that a person could possibly do it and it's it's a pain in the ass when you want to do this shit the right way the top down bottom up whatever you want to call it it's an it's so much work it's so much work to do this shit the right way. And that's how I'm doing it. And that's why all these people, all these guys that are at the high, higher ends or whatever, the Joe Rogans of the world, that's why they don't fucking like me. Cause I do this shit the right way. I do this. I go, I, I go the whole nine yards to ensure that people get good quality service, good quality uh, products, good quality, everything. That's, that's how I've done it. And long term, this is why we're going to win in the end. Uh, so yeah, liver King buck up with the profit and loss statements after showcase what your growth was over the last year and a half, with, with pulling this little stint that you have, what you need to do then after that is take all that profit and then put it into a charity. Otherwise, you are still a complete and utter piece of shit.
0: Boom. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Mike, fucking drop, bro. Uh,
1: I, I want to reiterate that like, I think that uh, I'm not against capitalism. I'm against mm. I'm against, uh, I'm against uh, I shouldn't even say I'm against. I'm for a uh informed consumer. And that's on the consumer end too, right? Mm-hmm. Um but there is a lot of BS in the way. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, what I mentioned before the mainstream thought process, like um what what we're saying and what nobody's saying isn't taught in schools. So you come up automatically thinking the opposite. Mm-hmm. Now, as an informed consumer, you think you're informed because you are going through the mainstream process. But are you informed? really okay because like i don't see uh ancestral tenants being taught or a nature blueprint being taught anywhere in schools do you know what i mean you got to get that you got to get the programming out of your head and then get new programming into your head so is that capitalism i don't think so that's product of the system so mm-hmm. in one case you are like a little bit of a victim i hate using the word victim of the system but it's just the way people are brought up and uh you do have to think for yourself and be intelligent, like actually use your mind, use your own mind, your intuition, read, learn things. Don't just be an entertainment whore, you know, like don't just think, absorb.
0: Yeah. And I think one of the things, you know, there, there are a few things that if they were taught in school, th- they would increase the capacity of, of critical free thinking tremendously. For example, if we, if you were taught at an early age about cognitive biases, and you learned about things like cognitive dissonance, you learned about the confirmation bias, you learned about all of these things, and it was hammered into your head to be aware of these things in yourself, we would have a different society, right? Of course, these things are not taught to you. Um, It's kind of up to a free market capitalist society to provide that value in a a marketable way to a degree. We're not in a free market capitalist society. It's very
1: centrally planned. It's very, uh, very, very controlled. And uh, things that aren't taught in school, How to balance a checkbook, how to do your taxes, how to uh, cognitive biases, philosophy of science, philosophy Mm -hmm. in general, Um, very, very important things. How to take care of your own body from a young age properly, not Mm. taught in school. These are the most important things. How to have relationships with people, how to communicate. None of this stuff that's actually important is actually taught. Mm. It's it's going through a process. And I shouldn't say none of the things, there's some it really depends on the individual teacher too. Um, Some teachers were were really impressionable on me and had a good uh, impact, but I think the actual education process was terrible. Like for the most part, Cairo was pretty good. They they went pretty hard, but um, (laughs) elementary school, high school, university in terms of curriculum, terrible. Zero or no, four out of 10. I done learned a lot of things that were complete BS. And had I kept going, I would have been in uh, watching entertainment right now, uh, watching TV, thinking I'm doing the right thing, watching sports ball, um, even though I like the clips, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of in the game, so I I shouldn't shit on it completely. But the average entertainment uh, lifestyle, uh, go to a restaurant, be entertained, watch movies, watch TV, talk about the TV, talk about the movie, talk about uh what's popular given to you handed to you by whatever is the narrative of the day that is what the average person is doing because that is just what you're taught to do
0: yeah yeah at the end of the day so I think um, what I'd love to do for a follow up is kind of talk about what is the alternative to the the normal lifestyle? What are the things that we would want to to learn about, you know, having a more productive society? What are the lifestyle factors that rather than watching TV and talking about the TV shows, maybe that can be our next episode. We can kind of talk about, you know, what would our ancestral tenants or our tenants for a good life kind of look like? I think that would be a cool follow up since, you know, rather than just criticizing, I always love offering alternative perspectives and solutions, uh, based on our experience. So let's, let's do that on our next episode. This was pretty in depth. I really enjoyed this episode, guys. If you have your own comments, you have your own perspectives. If you agreed or disagreed with us, please leave it in the comments. Let us know. You can follow me at anthony.manuel, M-A-N-U-E-L-E on Instagram. You can follow Will at the art of move on Instagram. Uh, just pay attention guys. I've recently found out that there are some fake bots pretending to be me on Instagram. So if you happen across an account that is not anthony.manuel, if there's an extra e in there, there's a one at the end of the name, it's fake. It's going to try to scam you by doing a fake crypto investment scheme. Don't fall for it, guys. This is that's my that's the only time I'll ever mention that as a PSA, but I only have one account and go follow it. Go DM me, let you let me know what you thought of the episode. Let Will know what you thought of the episode. Leave your comments in the section below. Like, comment, subscribe. The whole 9 yards. Thank you so much, guys. We'll catch you on the next episode of The Art of move podcast have a good one guys